Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This could be Ryan Tannehill's breakout season. That's from like 2013. That's from like eight years ago. So that's, yeah, that's a really old one. He's going to have to get on the field first. He's a backup. No days off. No Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. That's a really interesting point. Is the microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night? <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal. Mr. On WEI.com. We are live at the Lord Hobo Brewing Company in Uburn for the Off Day Podcast. Thank you to the Lord Hobo people for uh, hosting us tonight. Thank you for the free bird. Yes, we enjoyed some free birds beforehand. We Ma- weren't cr- quite ready for the boom sauce. No, we wanted to wait for Rob Bradford to get here first, though. We wanted to ha- have him be involved in that, I think. But real nice spot here. We have a pretty good crowd, too. Really good crowd for Tuesday night. Kind of surprised, to be honest with you. Well, they knew we were coming, so. Well, so this is the first official off-day podcast on a Tuesday, which appropriately is an off players' day. off day traditionally. Yes. Yep, yep. So, and plenty of people get out of work early because when we arrived, there was a nice little crowd here already. Yes, nice little spot here. Can't thank them enough. And it's one of the final few off days before training camp. Yes. So, what a segue to get into training camp. Might as well. Well, since actually, we've no. been Let's introduce our podcast. It's our first podcast. Okay, so introduce it. You're the host. <laughs> I'm Ryan Hannibal. I'm the talent. Andy Hart. Yes. Who? What's your official title at the station? I believe I'm brand personality. Brand personality, Dale and Keith. Um, a little writing for the website. Damn right. You know him from Patriots.com. Patriots Unfiltered, formerly. This is a good podcast. You can make the transition over here. Yep. Please subscribe, by the way. Yes, iTunes. Right? Yep. Then not. Last but not least, John Anderson, fine producer. Uh, yes, thank you, Ryan. I, my my official title is part-time producer at the station. Shouldn't be part-time. It should be full-time. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. As uh, those commercials forward, say, he's one of the producers at the station. Does a fine, fine job. Wait, is my name actually in a commercial? You hear him on the, the morning show, the midday show, Some, all the shows. Sometimes. sometimes. I open sometimes. my mouth and the host gets mad at me. Yes. Jack of all trades. Jack of yes. all trades. John we know all how trades. the rest of that goes. Happy to have him for the, for the whole year, we think. We hope. Uh, yes. No, I am I'm committed to this fully, and I am excited Good. to be with uh, two men my age as we move through our early 20s together. So yes. you know the old story about football and commitment. Yes. The chicken and the pig. No, I don't, I don't know that one. How they contribute to a good breakfast. The chicken is committed. No. How does it go? The chicken is dedicated. The pig is committed. Pig gives his life for that breakfast. Chicken just gives an egg. So is this podcast breakfast. So you're a pig, right? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a pig. Are you going to be here all year or not? Yes. Okay. That's all we needed to know. That's all if we this needed. podcast, is, the metaphor is that this podcast is breakfast, then count me in. Okay. Like You're Antonio in. Brown with breakfast. Bacon and eggs breakfast. <laughs> You're committed. All right. Now we got all the introductions out of the way. And by the way, we should have a little teaser for keep this playing because oh, yes. Super Bowl legend. Is that what we're calling him? Minnesota Vikings star? Local legend? Yeah, let's go with that. Vikings Local radio legend. hero. 
Vikings star, Patriots star, Snowball star. I like that, yep. Jermaine Wiggins is supposed to be stopping by. Supposed to be stopping by. We're not totally confident that you will hear his voice, but we're hopeful. Not until he walks in the door, am I confident? And if we don't hear his voice, we will then spend a portion of the podcast shredding him. I'm down with that as well. But we should, yes, we should so do that I, anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, we will. Yeah, as, yeah, the, as the producer, I, you know, we will ask rip. him if he remembers when he was an important NFL player, and now he's just slumming with us on a podcast. podcast. He once jumped a Packers player. It was like the most unathletic jump ever. He moved like two inches off the ground. Did he get over he, him? He did yeah. do it. Yeah, no, he did. Functional. Right. The guy That's was on the ground, but it's like Tom Brady. He you don't need to be purpose. flashy. Be S- functional. System tight end, Jermaine Wiggins. We'll Got the, the job done. Okay, right. so lead us, host, into the Patriots training camp preview. We're here to do well. As you well know, Patriots training camp starting on Thursday. One of their stars will not be on the field Thursday. Julian Edelman missing three weeks with a reported thumb injury. Thoughts? Well, that's not ideal. Although I can it's spin. It's kind of been spun in the positive, positive direction. Yeah. Right. It's like when guys are uh, suspended to start the year and they spin it as you get an extra roster spot. Right. You also don't get the player who's suspended. So you're not going to an extra anything. This one I think is actually easier to spin as a positive. Given the uncertainty at the receiver position, it does open up extra reps, opportunities. A guy like Braxton Berrios, who I think some fans are already in love with. Some people think he's next in line for that whole Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, I guess we'll go with it, white slot receiver position. Uh, And others are dubious that, you know, he's a little more swagger than he is substance at this point. Because anyone that follows him on social media, he certainly does not lack for confidence, but... He'll get extra reps with Tom Brady. And we saw in the spring he was getting reps with Julian Edelman, with Nikhil Harry and some of that group. It has the the chance for somebody to step up. M- Maurice Harris. Philip Dorsett, your guy. My guy? I thought you were a big fan of his. No, no I'm not, actually. I'm not really either. Um, Dontrell Inman. I mean, any of these unknown guys, they've even been working guys out as recently as this week. My guess is they may sign a guy because you don't have Demarius Thomas and you don't have Julian Edelman, you're starting to already be down in numbers and you haven't taken a single rep yet. Right. And generally, you know in camp, you got to have three receivers ready for three groups deep and then some. So it wouldn't surprise me. Justin Hunter was one of the guys. Yep. Uh, some little pappy white guy. Who I, was I've some, actually got the list here. So Nick just, Williams. Do I, I'll read you these names. Do any of these names make it move? All right? No. You guys okay, tell me. No. So I don't even need to read them. No, read them. No. Okay, yeah. good. So Justin Hunter. No. no. Nick Williams. Nope. No. Uh, Pappy White. Cool name, but no. I like the name. Travin Durrell. Never heard of him. Nope. I've heard of one of those guys. It's Justin Hunter. Alan Hearns we could add to the list. Alan Hearns. Yes. released from Out the Cowboys. Now. A little bit more of a name, a former 1,000-yard receiver. Probably looking for a little money. Probably. More so than being a camp body or a last guy in. Right. But everybody's spinning this as a positive. Well, what about when you can't get anything done on the practice field when you don't really have anyone there for Tom Brady to sort of go through everything with? I'll spin that as a positive. It actually forces him to go to somebody else. Because you and I both know that even in camp practices, when they struggle a little bit and a couple balls hit the ground, he gets upset, and generally the next throw goes to Julian Edelman. Correct. Correct. He can't fall back on his little binky anymore. No. He's going to have to actually read the defense time after time and go to whoever is open. Remember his favorite receiver was always the guy who yeah, was I, open. I heard that a little bit ago. No, no. now his favorite receiver is Julian Edelman. Right. So this makes him maybe go to Inman or one of the, maybe one of those guys has a drop. Maybe Nikhil Harry runs a slant. It bounces off his back shoulder incomplete and normally he'd say, well, I'm not going back to you. I'll go to Edelman on the next one. Now maybe he goes back to Nikhil Harry. Maybe in a month 
or two months, that pays dividends. But, so you don't think We're it's that big of a deep football talk right out the gates here? I like it, though. I'm this kind is, of impressed. This is a football podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have a sip of my beer while you carry this conversation. But you don't really think that, let's just say that they're running, you know, seven-on-seven seven drills and there's five straight incompletions, that, that's okay? I don't think they're keeping score, are they? Other than a few of the beat writers is, is who that, are going to keep track of the stats. Right. Not us, thankfully. No, we, don't, we do not do that. We don't do fall that. victim to that stupid no. game. But you don't think not having Edelman out there is, sets a precedent for the other receivers? Was he out there last September? No, but he's out there Did during the they win the, the Super Bowl? We're not getting into that. We're talking about training camp. What's the idea here? That they don't have any to proven... To win the Super Bowl? They don't have any proven receivers. Exactly. So, so instead of so when Edelman's falling out back there, on Edelman, he's going to have to spread the ball around and develop other options. But what if those guys can't develop? And those guys, in turn, will get reps against a very good pass defense, a I good agree. secondary. I agree. It, that's good. If it's a it, win-win for everybody. But what if your quarterback is like, we? I'm... How am I do? Why am I doing this? We're, we're, what are we doing here? We're trying to improve. He's forty-two years old. He has. He's what do you not, think he's going to sulk and quit? Yeah, he's not going to quit. But <laughs> I think I think he's going to give Josh a few uh, shoulder shrugs and arms. And that already began. We saw that in minicamp where Josh kind of made some hand gestures. Then Brady threw his hands up, and they kind of gestured back and forth. But I think Josh knows, and Brady's been through this before. If you remember the what was that thirteen Kembrell Tompkins year? Yep. Where Brady had to have a longer rope because he had to get those guys acclimated to the offense. He right. knew he needed them. Well, this is going to be the case this summer. You're going to need to throw to these guys, right? That's yeah. just the harsh right. reality. Well, let's get into a little more football stuff. So it's a positive. Don't well, be so negative. Well, the quarterback's going into a walk year right now. Doesn't have a contract. Lame duck quarterback. Doesn't have a contract. So he's going to be okay going to training camp saying, you know, you're not going to take care of me. And you also have, I'm throwing to Dontrell Inman and Maurice Harris and Braxton Berrios. You, you don't think that's going to come in the back of his mind where he's going to be a little impatient? It could come into the back of his mind. I yes. think that's fair. Yes. He's only a human being. I know he pretends to only be positive and he's a robot and the whole TB12. But you see it like I do all the time. He does shrug his shoulders. Correct. And he will at times. It's natural. Right. That's okay. But I think just rep-wise, it will benefit or prove otherwise. Those reps could also prove to him, well, I've gone to that guy five times in a row. The guy stinks. Right. He's not going to be an option. But I think he will learn quicker what he has to work with on the practice field with two or three weeks without Edelman. And let's be honest. I think a lot of us are sort of playing with the assumption that Gronk and or Gordon could be factors for the Patriots I'm in not. 2000. In, really? Nope. Neither of those two guys will play for the Patriots this year. Robert, You're on the record. Robert and Big first off-day podcast. Ryan Hannibal just kind of putting it out there. Rob Gronkowski will not play for the New England Patriots in 2019. Okay. Second option, Josh Gordon. Less than a 50% chance of playing. Oh, you already couched it, you wuss. He florioed it. I got 40% one. chance. I got one on the record. Okay, well, Gronk is going to play for the Patriots. No. So why is he working out with Tom Brady? You call that a workout? They're in the same city together, and Brady was like, let's just throw the ball around Did together. they or did they not throw the football? They threw the could football around Could they have not met together. for yoga? We could have gone Drinks, outside before this. sandwiches, We could have gone Pilates, outside to the lovely. Anything. We could have gone outside Lord Hobo No, but right we did what throw. normal people did. We sat had down, beers. had two beers and a pizza. Yes. Tom Brady and Gronk could have sat down and have whatever it is Brady eats. It probably wouldn't be two beers I'm and DDing, pizza. I'm DDing, just so everyone knows. No. An avocado and whatever. But they're not normal people. 
Yeah, see, they worked out for a reason. What's the reason? Just kind of keeping the old fire going a little bit. I think that's what Gronk wants. Oh, he loves the attention. Exactly. No doubt in my mind he loves the attention. Right. You know what else he's going to love? What? When in October Brady calls and says, puts out the bat signal, shines it up in the sky, and says, listen, I need you. Come on down. Is, he, is Gronk going to be ready? Why not? Look at all. Did you see the pictures of him? He was born ready. He's lost like 30 pounds already. Does he still have his hands? Yeah, but they don't need yeah, a receiver. That's all he they need needs. tight ends. He's going to be a receiver. He'll be a split-out tight end. Oh, so we got another prediction. He'll be a red zone target. He will another, catch touchdowns. Another off-day uh, exclusive right away. Yeah, Gronk Rob Gronkowski will be, will be more a of a receiver. move tight end than a traditional inline blocker that he's been over the years. So what's your percentage that Rob Gronkowski comes back? 69. Love it. No, I actually think it's higher than uh-huh. that now. I would put it up in the 80s. 80%. I think the one way he doesn't come back is if the Patriots stink. If they just flat out come out of the gates at 2-5 and five for some strange reason, I don't think he wants to be seen as the savior. If they are 2-2 two and two through September, then go on a three-game winning streak, 5-2 and two in that range somewhere, I think Rob Gronkowski answers the phone. I think Rob Gronkowski loves the attention. I think he forgets about ankles and backs and Achilles and whatever it may be. And I think he strolls on in. And speaking of strolling on in, Yes. Tight ends strolling speaking on of, in. Speaking of tight ends. Guys that think they're legends of the Super Bowl. Well, I am. I am. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know, like Biggie said. I got to tell you, I thought there was a shot you wouldn't show. Why? I said I was going to come. Man of his word. I yes, I know. Man of his word. Have Have you, Wiggins, man have of his you word. never seen Scarface? I have. You know? I, I have never seen Scarface. Huh? No? No. Nope. movie? You've never seen Scarface? Never I'm seen not Scarface. a movie guy. Why? There's two things I don't break. That's my balls and my word. It's right. <laughs> he is a man of his word. Yeah. So welcome. Have you I been have. here before? Yeah, no, this is the first time. Yeah. What Pretty are your cool thoughts place, on this huh? place? The pizza smells delicious. Uh, we, yeah, actually, good. we had that before. Buffalo chicken pizza, legit. Okay. Very okay. good pizza. I'm a mushroom and onion guy. I don't know if that was an option. I don't option. know if that yeah. was an option, but okay. you can, you can but find Buffalo something. Buffalo chicken pizza Buffalo sounds chicken. good. And it has celery on it, which uh-huh. at first I was like... Not so sure. Right. It works. Okay. Gives it a little uh, texture, I think they would All right. call it. Buffalo it chicken. My kids love buffalo chicken pizza. Well, you can well, get one for the road. Here. Yeah, they love it. So. Well, we were talking about tight ends and yep. c- caught us at a good time. What are your thoughts on Gronk? Is he coming back this year? I, I, and, and he has it over 69%. Well, I had it um, I had it at 95%. And then we did the interview with and Mike, Mike Florio. yelled yeah. at you. And he yelled at me. He goes, that's a kiss of death. <laughs> He goes, you're probably better off going 94% or 96%. So now I'm going to 96%. How about the other guy? We were also debating because we were talking about Edelman being out to start camp. You know, it's been spun by a lot of people as a good thing, an opportunity for other guys to get reps. Brady will be forced to throw to them to build a rapport. I, but I, I, I can understand that a little bit. And I think that's true. Ryan's a little more negative. Right. Yeah. He thinks Brady's going to get frustrated and sulk and start thinking about his contract and no weapons. Wouldn't right. you? Well, no, you know, what? That, I mean, that's really not how Tom is, right? Right. When we've seen Tom uh, throughout his career, like, we don't really see him sulking and doing I've that. I've seen it. Where, on the field? Training camp. He, he got pissed at Josh McDaniels, like, well, this, but this I, May. I, I think there's a difference between getting pissed at maybe what's going on there and letting the other players around you know what's going on, right? I, because you, what, don't, we, you we, don't want guys on that are going to be potentially guys that are going to be playing oh, for sure. on the team, which you're thinking like, 
oh my god, my 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 quarterback, quarterback thinks I'm a scrabini right. because you know he threw the ball and I miss it. I turn around, I see him yelling at Josh, and I swear he goes, "What the hell is this bum doing here?" You know. And there's also a difference between reacting to a singular play, right. a drop or something, right, or then stringing it together right. and sort of. It lingers now. Right. He's moping you could tell. You could tell the guys. You, you know, the, the number one thing that coaches always talk about, and you know, you always watch out there for players is body language, right? right. How's the guy's body language? You know, you'll hear that body language, body language, body language. And if you're a guy like Brady, you know how important that is because everybody's watching you and the rest of your teammates. You know, if they see you sulking and they see you got a bad attitude, now it bleeds off on other people. So I, I mean, I could see Tom. Not having Julian, it's. I don't want to say it's a good thing because really, you know, you want him out there. You want your whole team out right, there. Right, you want your whole team out there. But I think they have enough of a rapport and relationship. We saw right. it last year yeah. with Julian missing the first four games. And it does make Tom now have to say, okay, you know, when we're doing the seven-on-sevens or we're doing on the team pass 11-on-11 11 11 in these drills, I got to maybe go somewhere else that because Julian's not right. here. That was Andy's point, which I can see. Right. Find but, out if – Dontrell Inman can play, right. or Maurice Harris, but, or one of these guys. But let's guys. just say you have all these Dontrell Inmans, Braxton Barrios dropping passes left and right, and you can't get anything done. Isn't Brady going to get pissed well, at I that think, point? I, I think what Brady then goes, okay, I'll be glad when Julian gets right. back. And right. I know, and then in his mind, it's probably like, all right, I'm going to phase him out a little bit, but I ultimately know when Julian comes back, here's where I'm going to go. And maybe I build a relationship because not everybody's going to drop passes. Somebody got to right. catch the Somebody, damn football. We saw Maurice Harris looked pretty good in minicamp. Right. Maybe he's the guy that takes advantage. And then advantage. now he builds. And right. so Tom says, all right, I'm going to go to him a little Typical bit Typical negativity than, in Boston. Well, he thinks know, everybody's yeah. going to drop everything. Well, yeah, We're literally yeah. going to go out there and Brady's going to go like over right. 40 passes. Right. Nobody can catch. I right. mean, I, get, I guess they get to the NFL and right. they forget how to how catch. How the hell they get to camp? Right. They're, They're nervous. Football players. They're catching passes from Tom Brady. They get nervous. So the next step in that, because I think Gronk will be back at some time. Yeah. Will Josh Gordon be a factor in the passing game this year? See, that is like, you know, that's like the million-dollar question. It is. That nobody knows the answer to. Nobody knows the answer to. And then when you start to look at Roger Goodell and some of his decision-making decision making on, on, on discipline, yep. you sit there and you go, Tyreek Hill doesn't get a game suspension. Then you have Jared Reed who gets six-game suspension. You might not know. He might go, you know what, depending on how he's feeling that day, he might go, you know what, I kind of feel bad for Josh. He's been through a lot. I sat down with him. He told me he's remorseful. He's never going to do it again, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give him any games. Or he might go, I'm going to give him four, six, eight games. Right. It's just so, like, I almost feel like it's so hard. like Because when, when a guy gets, like, they've been through the program, they've been suspended over and over and over, other guys are watching that in the league. So he has to realize – well, if I'm a little bit lenient on him, what's that mean for the next guy? But I do think two things. I don't know this to be true, but a lot of reports have said Goodell seems to have a soft spot. Right. Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. He right. likes him. And Tom Brady is continuing that relationship right. this offseason. Right. So maybe that's just Tom they being a good guy. Something. But it feels like. Or is that just Tom being a nice guy, knowing, no. knowing what Gordon's gone through? And, you know, maybe Gordon reached out. Right. I mean, I understand. But I feel like they wouldn't. Like, they would know something, right? They, I, they, they've had had a bunch of meetings. Not Brady, but Josh, his right. agent, and Goodell. Right. right. And Goodell going, here's what we're thinking about doing. Here's what we're thinking about doing. So he's got to have some type of uh, of knowledge, Josh Gordon, 
is, you know, is there a good chance I might not get suspended? You know what I mean? There's got to be something there. So with that thing there, I mean, to me, that's a roll of the dice. And as I said with Gronk, when he and Brady met on the West Coast, they could have had an avocado salad together. Right. They didn't have to throw footballs. Right. And when Josh Gordon hangs out with Brady, they don't have to be throwing footballs in the backyard. Right. I find it interesting that they fall back into the old routine of throwing footballs. Uh, especially if you're retired, like right. you're Gronkowski, and I'm air quotes, and you're right. retired. Like, why, but, why do you need to go there and catch? Hey, Tom, call me when you're done throwing footballs, and me and you will go have an avocado ice cream. smoke. There's often yep. a little spark which turns into a fire, baby. So you really looked into them working out together at UCLA? Yeah, because uh, here's the thing, right? They were just both in town at the same day. and they well, were they, just like, but they, well, they can link up afterwards, right? Why do you, if you're Rob Murkowski and you don't want to be out there and, you're, you know, your body set, why would you want to go out there because, and run routes? Because you want to keep this narrative going that you're going to come back. You want to be in the spotlight. You want to be in the tension. Okay, state. so if you know that to be true, right, you want to keep this narrative going, then that tells me once the season starts and maybe they're not doing as well, the narrative's going to be getting louder and louder and louder. That's great for him, though. He loves the attention. Right, but he's only going to get that attention if he comes back, right? If they get to week six or seven and he's not coming back or week eight. But he'll just continue the narrative till like, week 12. Yeah, but what what does he get out of that? The attention. But what 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 is the benefit of the attention of people talking about well, him coming? But he just back? likes it. That's he why likes I can see that. There yeah. are people that that just get a little juice off the buzz. Oh, people right, are but I think I think me. the juice with him is being Gronk, right? right? So if he's just people are just talking about him in the media, he's not really responding to that, right? What is he going to now do? Well, no one's going to really be able to get him doing press conferences because yeah. he's going to be retired. But it helps he, his Q rating. But I think he likes the fact of the attention, but he loved the way for him to capitalize is being out there, you know, and saying, all right, week seven, week eight, I feel pretty good. I want to come back. Okay, I, so I, let's... I got one for him, though. Oh, okay. So when you retired, yep. what was your... Well, he he yeah, didn't but totally close the door. Yeah, yeah. He said he might call open. and say, Bill, I'm ready yes, if listen, you need me. That door is still open. <laughs> I haven't shut the door. I've been fighting to hold it open for, it seems like, forever. That, but, that that first September, when you stopped playing and you watched games, what were you feeling? I want to be playing. So, so like, what what is Gronk going to be feeling but, come September? But, you, like, see, I think Gronk's... Are, are you thinking you bag your head, like, the leading up to the game sucks, but Sundays are great? You're going to be like, oh, I miss that. I, 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 I miss playing. I miss being out there. I miss being in front of the, the crowd, being with the team, having that camaraderie making those plays that's what you miss more than anything now Gronk is in it and especially when you know and you go man look at all these tight ends around the league I can go out there and I still be one of the top three tight ends in the league and still know that you can play it's one thing when you're my age and me and I haven't played in you know forever and you're like man I want to be out there and then you get go to practice and you're like Ooh, I wouldn't make it through. I wouldn't even right. make it through warm-ups. Forget about a game. I wouldn't even make it through individuals. You can't pass a conditioning test tomorrow? No. <laughs> Did no, you ever no. pass it? Yeah. Yes. Every time? How many Every times? time. Did 100%? everybody always pass it? No. I, I remember. I'll tell you a story. Yeah. yeah. I love stories. Love this stories. is why we brought Wiggy right. in. So I was with the Jets, and um, Parcells was coaching, and Belichick was on the staff. This was 99, I want to say. And so this is a story we, we talk about, Bobby Hamilton, my, uh, myself, Otis Smith, and I forget the guy's name, but he was like a second-round draft pick. 
And, you know, Parcells, he had been around or whatever, like maybe second year or third year in the league. He had an injury and really wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing in the offseason. So we do the conditioning test. And the conditioning test for Parcells was three 300-yard shuttles at 50 yards a whack. Yep, Where yep. Belichick, I think it's, what, 2040s or 50s or 60s? Yep. Something easy, right? If you can't pass that, you haven't been doing nothing. So we're doing the conditioning test. And so, you know, the running back, uh, skill position, wide receivers, corners, they go first. I think you got it like 54 seconds. Tight ends, linebackers is like uh, maybe 56 seconds. And O-line, D-line, he was a lineman. D-lineman is like maybe a minute. So... He goes down, you know, so think about it. It's 50 yards, so down and back is one. Yep. yep. So you got to do three of them, right? Yep. So he goes down, so he's running it, and, like, the, and the coach is count, calling out the time, you know, 31, 32, and then he gets to 56, 57, you know, and you got to make your time. You got to cross that line before the time. And I'll never forget, he was, like, you know, like 10 yards away, and all of a sudden you see him just – jump like you know <laughs> like he's diving for the line like you know we saw the sprinter do that yep, video yep. of a sprinter and calls he dies to the line but he's a big lineman so when he hits the ground he like goes nowhere like face plant just like a point like a 747 crashing feet come up to the back of his head and he's like four yards away from the <laughs> from the from the, from the uh, finish line where he has to cross and Parcells just looks at him and goes, get him out of here. You're done. Clean out your locker. See you later. Wow. He cut him right there on the spot. I'll never forget it. It's just like it was in slow motion. And you're like, is he going to make it? And he's like four yards short from the, uh, from, the, from the finish line. It was the craziest thing. But, you know. You, you, I've seen plenty of guys not pass their conditioning test. This okay, so. This is why we brought them stories. Oh, good yeah, stories. Yeah. Uh, that's one of many. There's a ton of stories. So a little story has sort of popped up the last day or so. I think we all presumed Tom Brady was going to get a contract extension. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm reading Tom Carr and I listen to him on oh, yeah. OMF in the afternoon. And he's like, pump the brakes a little bit. They're talking, but it's not just sort of playing out as easy as we might have thought it would and he actually brought up the idea that Brady wants an extension Kraft probably Robert Kraft probably wants to give him an extension right but maybe Bill in the football side is a little hesitant to give the 42 year old passer an extension are you surprised that we're talking well, I, about I, this I, I, I'm you know I'm not really surprised but I, I, I would kind of question that right because if Bill was a hesitant to give him the extension, he would have that contingency plan already put in place, right? But what is Fair his point. Con- what's his contingency Jared plan? Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham right, better get let, good and better get fast. Right, but let's be honest. He was what what was he drafted, Jared third, Stidham? Third round. Third round, right? So fourth round. Fourth round. Fourth yeah. round. So he's not really like that guy that you could say, all right, he's gonna be ready to go next year or even the year after that. Right. Uh, the, Brady was a six round pick. Year two, he was winning the Super Bowl, baby. Right, and I understand that, but I think the thing about that, nobody expected that. No. That was like, you no. know, it's not like, all right, we knew this was going to happen. Nope. So I think if, if, if Belichick really felt that way, he would have maybe had a plan set in place to say, all right, because Brady's contract's up at the end of the year. Correct. So that means then he's thinking about, all right, we already got our guy for next year. Well, right. 
Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. can leave San Francisco. Yeah, I, know, I, heard, I think I heard you talking about that on uh, uh, Dale and Keith about and yeah. it only be a couple million to get out of them. have until April 1st to exercise their option for Garoppolo for next year. So there's a time period there. Right, but the thing problem with Garoppolo is uh -huh. until, until Bill actually sees him play. He saw six, plenty of him. For, no, no, no. For 16 weeks, he, he can do it. squished. <laughs> the problem is we haven't seen uh, him do it. For the long, the longevity, we haven't seen him get through a full season. He's yet. only played what four, five games. Uh, uh, no, he's played. He played six in San Francisco. I'm in a game six, and a half. Right. Here. Six at once. Yeah. Right. right. Six is the longest streak. Right. right. That see, the him. problem is if Belichick sees that streak, that means he probably played pretty well for the 49ers this year, and they're probably going to want him to stay as their quarterback. Right. Well, right. I mean that's the thing. If if he plays well for the 49ers, why would they year, say they're, they're not going to go. Right. They're not going to walk away. They have their I franchise don't care how guy. Nick Mullins looks. Right. So, to me, I think it's it'll get done. I, I think the biggest thing that we're thinking around here is when. You know, everybody thought it was, all right, training camp's going to start, yeah. and all of a sudden, here's Tom Brady got a new deal. But we know how Bill, and we kind of know he's like, all right, they're well, probably dragging his feet. As a player, how would you feel going into your going into a walk year? Is that something that players <laughs> look at? If being you're Tom Brady, I think you feel pretty good all the time. Right, no, right, but yeah, well, you I, always I mean, have I the hammer. I, I think if we all know that Tom Brady wants to continue playing, right? So he's probably like, and like most players, if they, if you know that you you want to still continue to play, and you know that for the most part the team wants you there, now it's just about you know getting through all the minutiae and let, let's get it done. Where, 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 where are we like, you know, what are we complaining about here? Where, what are we complaining about? Is it five million? Is it a million? Like, let, let's try to, you know, dot all the I's and cross the T's, get it done. So now we know moving forward that, hey, for the next, you know, two years or whatever it is for the extension, we're good to go. I don't have to think about what it. What would you ask for if you were Tom Brady right yeah. now? If I was Tom Brady, I would say because I think he's going to play – for another three years, I would see a three-year extension coming down the pipeline. For how much? Somewhere around 100. seventy-five million. Oh, guaranteed. Oh, no, oh, you want fully? You oh, want Kirk you, Cousins okay. fully guaranteed? Yeah, because you could still say, all right, Cousins got eighty-four, right? Right, he got eighty-four. Around. You I say want more than that, then? Well, you, you, but how Kirk much? Cousins is, can't hold my but job. But how but much it, is that going to hamstring them? Or right, you have to gonna. Well, wait a minute. That's a flaw with the whole theory. Because if it hamstrings them, maybe I won't have good receivers and tight ends. I already don't have good receivers right. and tight ends. Well, that's the one negative what if, I've, I've what talked about. What if you about. go with an opt-out after two to, to piece both sides? I would Dude. say three years, $100 million fully guaranteed. No opt-out after year two? Yeah, I mean that. I'm but, Tom freaking Brady. Right, but that's like if you're being greedy. Right. Right? Which if you, could, if, but, I don't but think if, that's greedy. $33 million no, a year no, no, for no, Tom no, Brady? No, yeah, not that. Not what's, that the, what's the... Um, Franchise number as a quarterback. It's That's like, like 32. 30. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not not that it's. And his is going to be higher because his number is 27 and a buck 25 over that no, is 30. But Andy, not that you're being greedy. It's just like with Tom, like I don't think he's like really going to, you know, we've seen him before not really like quabble over the money. So for him, if he knows three years and 75 gets it done versus three years and 100 million, it's going to be a back and forth. Tom is like the type of guy that goes, listen, I'm still making good money. I got my guarantees for, you know, the three-year extension. I'm good to go. Bill's like, all right, you know, it's not really what we want to spend, but we're willing to spend it because of who he is, and I think you get it done. Maybe if it's $100 million, Bill's like, ah, you know, do we really want to extend ourselves, that kind of thing. So that's why I said three and at 75, you know, somewhere between 60 and 75 million guaranteed.
All right. We got anything else for him? I think the fans. Well, I could ask him a million questions, but, but he's going to go sign autographs. You're going to sign yeah, autographs. Yeah. Meet with the Can people. Can you hear him there screaming, Wiggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiggy, it's pretty loud. Wiggy. Yeah, I was just, you know, I think uh, I had to be ushered through. Yeah, like security. We had security oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, but back everybody's door, nice. Maybe, yeah. Out the back door. Well, there's a bunch of nice cars outside, so. <laughs> this is Brad Foe's spot. He's he's the one that got hooked us up with Yes. It. Yeah, he's always talking about Lord Hobo. He's Boom like, sauce. Yeah, he's Boom always sauce. talking about make sure I grab a drink. So I, I never, I'm not really an IPA guy. Maybe if I find one, I, maybe I'd become an IPA. They got ciders. IPA. I saw yeah, they, they got, got some kind of cider. Stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You got to you gotta turn me into one of those guys. Yeah. You know? All right. Try something. Yeah. All, All right, right, Wig. Thanks for stopping Not by. Not a problem. We, we appreciate it. We're yeah, well, Bradford uh, basically said that now I got to be like a weekly contributor. Oh, oh nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, that, that's what he said. But I said, well, listen, they don't pay me enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, when we get a deal done, maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> He's like Brady, hard Yeah, bargain. right, 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 exactly. All right, All right thanks, guys. All right, see you, Wig. Okay. All right. Now we can get back to our training camp preview. Yeah. Where were we? Lost track. So Maybe I want to plug Lord Hobo one more time, huh? See, how come he's offering him a beer? He didn't offer me a beer. See how that works? You play in the uh, NFL, and the owner offers you a damn beer. <laughs> a beer. We sat here for two hours by ourselves. I was here the whole time. I paid a lot of money for I was for asked pizza. if you two wanted a beer, and I said you didn't because you had told me you didn't. So. Oh, well, Son of a. Still, I'm surprised he came, honestly. I'm a little surprised he came, but, you know, he was honest at the end there. He's looking for a job and a contract. <laughs> That's why he's here. Once he here? gets the contract, He's, he will not he be will responding to those texts. Wig, can you come to the podcast? Nah, kind of busy. No resp- It'll say red two minutes ago, and you'll never get a response, ever. I can see that. I can see that. Where did we leave off? I don't know. I want to get to something better. What do you want to get to, Andy? We're going to finish up with some of these other things in a little bit. Our, pr- our producer did a nice job, by the way. He did. Oh, John did a great uh, job. Ranking the roster 1 to 90, yep. which you didn't like. We'll get into that in a minute. He had your 15 most important Patriots. Which you didn't seem to like. I'll get to that can, can in a minute. Can you guys explain to me the difference between, so Ryan did most important Patriots. Andy did ranking the Patriots. Yeah, just ranking them. Well, yeah, what's is, the difference between the both of those? Skill, talent-based. Okay. Yeah, mine's, more, mine's is, value. Right. Like, they can't, they can't afford to lose this person. You can right. be important and not all that good. Right. Okay. Right. Which, which I think I can make an argument for a lot of my guys. Yeah, so we'll get into that, but... It is a training camp preview. This is a training camp preview. This show is a train. Right. I think it says it. Oh, no. It says in the pockets of big boom sauce. I'm not sure what that yeah. means. Well, because Rob Bradford basically coerced us into having them as a sponsor, which, I we're, like very, which we're very, very appreciative. I like beer. I like However, pizza. You know, whatever their political leanings are, we now have to convey on social media. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay, whatever. But that's fine. That's as your I job. Said, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't partake in the boom sauce. I think that's a little heavy for me. It was like I actually, 8% this is alcohol. my second boom sauce tonight. Well, you're. Someone Who's taking this guy home? The lush. I know. Bradfoe has an Uber He's waiting going down the Fitzy Road over here. He'll be slurring in five minutes. Fordway. Uh, so what are the storylines of camp? Because I'm going to be posting a story on WEEI.com. Tomorrow. So I know what mine are. Wednesday. You don't say tomorrow Wednesday in the podcast morning. universe. Because Wednesday morning. You never know when people are listening to this. This has to be timeless. It's Wednesday morning. Don't say tomorrow. Wednesday morning. So what? give me your top storyline to watch in, in training camp when they hit the field Thursday. I am watching the pass catchers. Who's catching passes from Tom Brady, and how do they look? Ding, 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 We don't have any sound effects here at the live podcast, so I'm adding my own. Go ahead. Was that a ding? That was a ding, ding. You know, ding. we do have post-production for this. I can Correct do answer. Can you add a ding, ding when you get back? Take a memo. Yeah, we'll do it there. <laughs> uh, Actually, I would we're also only s- going to use your ding, ding, ding from now on. I like that better. I would also say the uh, coaches' transition, how these new coaches are doing with their new players. 
Now, are you more concerned about the... I didn't say it was a concern. I said one watching. Oh, geez, you're such a wuss. Say it's a concern. It's not a concern. The entire defense other than Steve Belichick. Yep. Or the unique situation that is... Joe Judge. Joe Judge, I guess, slash Troy Brown as sort of a helper. Assistant guy. Yeah. Are you more... Because um, the position we just talked about for, I don't know, 15 minutes to open the podcast, the it's wide receiver... It's kind of pretty important. Yeah, and now you have some new guys transition uncertainty there in the leadership. I'm looking there because on defense, everybody knows it's Bill Belichick's defense, and you also have to look at who's at all those positions. There's not really much new players coming no. in for the most Michael part. Michael Bennett, especially you lose Trey Flowers, you bring in Michael Bennett. Pretty much everybody else, Mike is Pinnell. But like the, the leaders, He's an upgrade probably over Malcolm Brown. Correct, but the leaders, the Stephon Gilmore's, the Dante Hightower's, Kyle Van Noy's, they're all back. Right. So they're, they know what they're doing. They know even more do. than that. Deron Harmon Deron and McCordy. Patrick you Chung. Know, Lawrence Guy is, yes. you know, he's just a guy, I guess. But even Jamie Collins has been here before. They all know what they're doing. Correct. Whereas receiver, the It'd only be funny guy- if Gerard Mayo sends in a sign and Collins or, like, they look at him like, that's not that's- the call for this situation. I'll take this one. You take this one off, Gerard. I could see that. So I agree with you on that. Um, I'm going five deep. Five deep. Five deep. So I agree with you on the pass catchers. I agree with you on the defensive coaching. I also think we need to keep an eye on, and this is more of not only in camp but into the early part of the season, is the defense ready to be what people think it's going to be? They allowed three points in the Super Bowl. Three they points were against a pretty good Rams team. Uh, yeah, very good offense. I don't know if you've heard, Sean McVay was the next big thing offensively. I have heard that a few times. And I believe they were sixth in points allowed in the regular season last year, seventh, somewhere, top ten seventh, points allowed. Think, yes. Are they ready to be counted on in maybe carry more than 50% of the load? No longer so, say Brady will handle everything. You've got to win at some games. This is the highest expectations the defense has had since, what, 14? Since the Revis led Browner, group, yeah, probably yeah. that year. I would say so. So are they ready? Or there's also a question, the flip side, little dirty secret, they're kind of old in some places on defense. Yes. Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, to name a few. But you could also use that as the other side to it where they know what to do. They've been there before. They they know what they know everything. They've been there how many Super Bowls? It's a fine line between experience and old. So you're saying Mike Vrabel told me that injury once. concerns? No no no, just getting slow and old. We saw that last year. I thought Dante Hightower sort of monitored himself or uh, he did a little bit through the but regular season, and then I the also, postseason he looked pretty good. I've also noticed he's looked a little slim this uh, spring. You're really fixating on this weight stuff. Gronk is skinny. Hightower is skinny. Let's not fat shame the, right. uh, the players. Right. Right. The, first, the first okay. podcast. Jeez. You, you haven't noticed that, though? Looks more like a I don't know. I suck down. at that. I, oh, he definitely looks thinner. I also remember people like you for years writing, Vince Wilfork lost weight this offseason and redistributed it. I the not, hell he did. That should have been the mic check, I ever wrote that or said that. I just want to let you know, John, I can't hear a word you say. <laughs> so John keeps Andy talking are, on the other are, side we, of the we table. We are three feet from each other and cannot hear It's anything. loud in here. It's loud. It's packed. My producer didn't give me a headset, so I can't hear you. There's one place to plug in. Rob Bradford. Blame Bradford for everything. Okay, um, another issue. Yep. Issue? Or is this your five storylines? How many have I gone over Four, so far? Or three. We got the three. Three. We got two more. Two more. I know one of them is Tom Brady because you just have to make sure Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. That's always going to be a question until he was last I saw him in June. 
but I need to make sure in August and September he's still Tom Brady. Yep. Right? That's always going to be there until he retires. So that's fair. And last but not least, we yep. go back to the offense, we go back to the passing game, and we go back to the left tackle that's, position. I was going to say that as well. Where, in my opinion, Dante Scarnecchia and the faith everyone has in him causes everybody to sort of dismiss that. He seems to have faith in Win. He seems to think Win is a developmental tackle. Win isn't on PUP to start camp, which, which is, is good. A, that's very good. But can he play? We we saw glimpses last summer. Barely. Trent Brown took that job by the throat and ran with it. But it wasn't like we saw him perform and we were like, this guy stinks. No. So there's potential there. We know that, right? Yeah. Sorry, I was watching Wiggy uh, hanging out with the fellas, drinking beers. He's really having a good time over there. If I knew he was going to stay, I would have made him stay on the podcast longer. Yeah, I know. I thought we were doing a solid. I just let him go. Yeah, I thought he could go home and, you know, hang well, you, with you the You guys family. demanded that he only stay on for a certain amount of time. I told you. I can't hear. Oh, well, he's hanging with the owner still. You can't, de- you can't good. depend That's on what him. what we told you. In, we are in the pockets of Big Boom Sauce. Yes. I like it. Wiggy is negotiating sponsorships for us as we speak. So you're, you're For con- himself, not for us. Truth. There'll be a Wiggy podcast That'll be in here. his contract. We'll be out. So you're convinced or feel good about Isaiah Wynn? Um... I trust Dante Scarnecchi. I would fall in line with that. If he thinks he's good enough, his track record is pretty good. A, with the long-term guys, Matt Light, Nate Solder, short-term guy like Trent Brown, even the other guys like Tom Ashworth and that he turned into good enough. So I I trust his ability to get get him ready. Now, that leads me into your 53-man roster projection with one of the, the issues that I had with yours. I had an issue with you putting it together. What was the, what was the issue there? on NFI. You didn't put that on there. Well, at offensive line, you, who's your backup tackle? I don't know. Cole Croston? You're confident with that? Joe Tooney? But then you're looking at moving some pieces around. Well, sometimes you have to do that. It's not always ideal. Who's your backup tackle? A guy with one quad? Yes. Yanni Kajust. They didn't use it. What selection? Do you know what NFI means? Uh, Not... Non. Non-football injury list. Okay. Thank you. So that's what he's on right now. Correct. Had surgery on a quad. Yep. Feels like could it, it could be a uh, red shirt year for him. So. At the think- very least, he could start the year on NFI. All right. Six games. But my thing is that you don't. You, you well, have- what do you want? Cedric Lang? I don't even. I didn't even read yours. No. That's how I, little I thought I of it. I don't want Cole Crosston. Cole Crosston. So who's your backup? A guy on one leg. I need juice. He's hurt. He's hurt now. There's plenty of other guys. Sony Michelle, so you have on your roster. we're going with a rookie who's not going to practice. He's not as my starter. He's a backup. What, what? Still needs to know what he's doing. You know what a backup is? What's One a play away from being a starter, my friend. And Cole, National and, Football and League stands for not for long, son. Cole, Cole Croston's that guy? Cole Croston's a serviceable backup. I don't know why I had an issue with that. I think that was before I actually saw your list. I don't know why you had an issue with it either. Minor issue. Um, well, okay, let's get into... Uh, are we rushing this now? I don't know what your timetable is. No, no, is no, we're these. good. No, we're we good. got plenty of time. I, I, I can tell you guys what some of your differences were. The, the only other two you had besides, oh, the only three you had besides what you've already Yeah, I was about. quite frankly rather disappointed yes. that we agreed so, on so t- much. So take us behind the scenes on how this actually well, came we up. we actually did this separately. We wanted to make sure they were legitimately our own and we didn't look at each other's. Ryan did his. I did mine. I sent it to Ryan. He put it together. And I was disappointed that they were very, 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 similar. very. You guys had four differences. In so total. out of fifty-three players, only four. That's terrible. We've been spending too much time together. Probably. You're my new Paul Perillo. <laughs> yes. So you guys already spoke about Cole Croston and Yanni yep. Kajus. The right. other two you had. 
which is interesting because I mocked him for a guy on NFI. Cole Crossan's on PUP, which is essentially the same thing. He can't practice right now. He didn't pass his physical. And, and the only other True. two you had, and we're actually going to title this the Ryan Izzo versus Andrew Beck podcast. This what the hell do you know about episode. Andrew Beck? What the heck do you know about Ryan Izzo? Word is they like him. Word is they like Andrew Beck. They gave no. him the most Word money out of any like undrafted free no. agent. I, I talk to people. Oh, you do? No, they do like Izzo. You're, from okay. what I understand, they like Izzo. They like the work ethic. They think he can not only block, but maybe be a little bit more than that. I've heard good things uh, inside the building. I've heard some good things about Andrew Beck. Look he at hasn't them. done anything. How could you have heard good things? Look at the money they gave him. Yeah, you can't always follow An the money. An undrafted rookie always You know who they mixed. liked for a while? Cody no. Ealy. Great. How long did that last? Like a week before they hated him? They always keep an undrafted rookie. Andrew Beck. So you Beck. think it's Beck? Yeah. You didn't even have why one. Why couldn't it be Jacoby Myers, the you, wide receiver? Why, why didn't you have him? Because it's a little early to make that projection, but he would be my pick if you're going to pick an undrafted rookie. That's that's great. Okay. All right. As I tweeted today, one of these was right and one of them was wrong. Looks like mine was right. right. Negative Dale Arnold said they're probably both wrong. That's true. What, and what else was the difference? So the other differences. No, you we had, got two more. Two more differences. And then uh, if, I know you're looking at my list right now. You both had Jake Bailey beating out Ryan Allen for the yep. punter position, but. As far as difference, he's got a stronger leg. He stronger can handle leg, pickoffs. Better contract. Upside, drafted. Yeah, you guys actually wrote the same exact paragraph. <laughs> you can tell. It's weird I just had you, Ryan write it. It's weird that you did it apart, and it was like word for word the yeah, same well, thing. Great so. minds. Think alike. Yep. So at cornerback, uh, Andy, you actually had five total. Ryan, you had six total. The difference there comes in the offensive line for the 53-man yep. roster projection. Ryan, you had Jonathan Jones making the roster. Uh, Andy did not. I traded him. The rest, and then the rest, you had. The I same didn't five see that. Total. I traded him. How? I called another team and traded him. For what? What are you getting for Jonathan Jones? Something I needed. What do you need? Potentially a tight end. You think Jonathan Jones is going to get a tight end a in return? solid veteran cornerback. So then why isn't he good enough to keep on your team? Because I have two second-round picks that I don't know what to do with. Who's your other second-round pick besides Duke Dawson? Jawan Williams. Fair. Forgot about him. <laughs> Forgot about him. Second pick of the first, of the second round. So you know, I but I look, do think the wild card is Duke Dawson being on a list or being traded or. There's always something with Belichick that he can't get himself to give up on a player taking right. that high so early. He's never which, done which it. is why I had him on the roster. He's never done a second round pick in the second year being cut. I don't think it starts now. Maybe he's the one who's traded. The only thing I would say is Jonathan Jones playing on that three point. 095, whatever the tender is, that's a little pricey for a non-top three corner. But it's not going to be a top three corner. But you can use him in certain situations like we saw against the Chiefs. We get solid against the Chiefs? No, but he's a guy. $3 million for one game? That seems like terrible investment. It's not one game. It's a, get, a certain type of receiver. You can, I, you can use him in different ways. Duke Dawson and he's Juwan a core Williams. special teams guy. What's wrong with those guys? Who? Duke Dawson and Juwan Williams. Duke, what do you know about Duke Dawson? He never was on the field he last year. He was competitive year. last year in, he training was? Ca- in training camp. What do you training? Don't jump camp. down my throat. That's my job. Training camp, not not in the games. Jonathan Jones shut down Tyreek Hill in the AFC Championship game. Okay. Okay. Is that He's, even true? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's true. I cannot verify that from. You don't me. remember that package well, I gotta they call had? Pro Football Focus to get an answer on no, this. No, they had the double team on Tyreek Hill. They rotated guys. Jonathan Jones is part of that. Wait a minute. You just said he shut him down, and then you said they had the double team. No, they sorry, they rotated guys on Tyreek Hill. Okay, that I, Jonathan I, I, I Jones that. was part of that rotation. Right, he had you no help. I think he had a little bit of yeah, safety shade in that too. area. Okay, this is getting less impressive by the word. Still, solid guy, solid guy He's to have hate around. Doing podcasts with me, this is 
He's going to quit by week three. I was, I was actually told I have uh, you and I have a mutual friend, Andy. We haven't discussed what? this. But I was told, you and I have a mutual friend. We have not discussed this. But I was told that you are the biggest ball buster in the world. I can be a big ball he buster. Yes, I've known that. I knew what I was getting myself into. Just wait till I get even more comfortable. By week five, you'll be in tears. Puddle of goo. And the only other difference you guys had on your 53-man, initial 53-man projections were, uh, Andy, you had Obi Melifonwu making the final roster, and Ryan, you had Terrence Brooks, who I believe came over from the Jets, yep. making the final roster. Why? Why Obi? I, well, for, you wouldn't know this. You're too young. But Bill Belichick has lusted after a tweener, safety, linebacker, hybrid physical specimen oh. guy for years. Okay. I also know what he loves. Special teams guy. Hey, and he's got a boatload Terrence of them. Brooks was the best special teamer in the NFL oh, last year. Pro Football Focus said he played more special than you. Yes, they did. Get off Pro Football Focus and watch a football game for once. I, I looked at the numbers. Terrence I know, Brooks. Don't look at the numbers. Look at the field. Okay, but we both didn't have. I ha- in the sky. Don't lie. We both didn't have Nate Ebner on the roster. It's because he's expensive. Okay, who's gonna re- who's replacing Nate Ebner? Terrence Brooks or Obi Melifondo? Obi can play special teams. Not as well as Terrence Brooks and Aiden Emerson. Keon Crossan can play special teams. Well, I don't think Ken I Webster, seventh round pick, former no captain. shot. Yeah, you brought Brandon Bolden back for two million bucks. He's certainly not back to be a runner. And where does Obi fit in your plans with already three safeties? Where he, where they tried to sample him last year as and how that work ball, out? It, not great, right? Admittedly, it's right. never worked out great when he's tried to do this going back decades to like right. Tank Williams and. Uh, anybody else they've tried to use in the role. I would also argue that they gave Terrence Brooks a good amount of money as well. I don't know if that's true or not. It is true. I thought it was like one point something million. No. I actually believe that Ryan knows every contract by heart. Yep. I'm not sure he does. He's been wrong a lot already. Yep. You have a good amount of money. I think in the $2 million range. I don't think they did. I think they did. Eh, we'll look it up we'll after the we'll podcast. After. We should have a fact check. Next podcast. Like a post-podcast, and then you come back to start well, the I, show. I would do it live on the podcast, but internet. But we don't have time for that. <laughs> Okay, so we did our uh, roster projection. Unfortunately, very similar. Not yep. a lot of... Uh, and, and and I think some of it will be... Like, there's tight end. Like, if they add a tight end, everything gets thrown. Same thing with wide receiver. They can bring in a right. wide receiver. Or an injury. There's a good chance multiple players that we have on here... Are going to get it interesting, by the way. Neither of us had a uh, Keontae Davis. I've never been a Keontae Davis fan. I thought I know, but he was... Bill has been. Well, I think he Bill realized. Bill was madly in love with him last yeah, but summer. He, realized, he may have fallen out of love. It may right, have been one of those summer romances. He realized in the middle of last year that he's not very good. Okay. I kind, that's what I did. That's why he's not on mine. I eliminated him from possibilities. But he looks the part. He's what I like to call a bus player. He's one of the first guys you want getting off the bus because he looks good. Yep. Big, athletic, fast. Um, and I also wanted to talk about another guy we both have on there. Yep. For really no reason. Who's that? Derek Rivers. Well, Funny you say that, because I had a little voice in my head when I was putting this together, something that you said in one of our earlier podcasts. You made a bold prediction. Derek Rivers was going to have six to eight sacks. Yep, I did. I I actually had a dream about that, too. You did? Yeah. Six to eight sacks. Yeah. So that's kind of, and I always come back to. Think for yourself and not take my information. But I always come back to whenever Belichick's asked about Derek Rivers. Absolutely gushes. Right. Hard, hard-working guy. First guy in, last guy out. What was the quote where he caught himself? He's, he's got a great career in front of in him. In front of him, yes. And he's got a great career now or something. Something like that. And it's like he, he caught but himself, but he talks. He thinks highly of Derek For Rivers. a guy that has done much in the league, he and talks a lot about him. I will say I can see the reason why. Anybody you talk to, he's, you know, first guy in, last man out, hard yep. worker, does the right thing, head down, 
He's big into the Bible and faith, and he's there's a, yeah. really no reason to dislike him other than the fact that he's never done a damn thing on the football he's field. He's only played, what, seven, eight games? Right, he's just one sack. non-factor. But they always say you make your biggest jump from year one to year two. This is technically Rivers' year one to year two jump. Ish. Ish. Then one and plays a half to two and a half, maybe. But maybe this is the year that he breaks out. I, think, I agree I think with that's you. why we both have that. I'm glad I could sway you. He's going to be a six to eight sack guy. Breakout player of the year for the defense. Possibility. Not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible. Okay. So we went over that. Now I would like to go over something else, and this is obviously cross-promotion, so we yes. would urge anyone listening to go actually read these stories and give us some clicks on weei.com. Much appreciated. Also, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe iTunes. Subscribe iTunes, the off-day podcast. And, and attend uh, the Lord Hobo Brewery as well. Yes. Yes. Come on over Buy to Lord beers. Hobo. I think you will be surprised when you pull up the street and then come in the door to find how many people are in here having a great time in what sort of looks like a warehouse. And you might be here 48 hours from now. Jermaine Wiggins will still be here signing yes. autographs. Yes. He's still hanging out, He's rubbing still elbows, somewhere. kissing babies, and doing whatever ex-NFL players do when their career ends. Yeah, I saw one baby walk by. There was lipstick on his forehead. What? I don't know. Wiggy was wearing lipstick. I don't know why. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, so what what are you going to yell at me next about? No, no, no. You wanted to yell at me for ranking my roster 1 to 90. Yeah, I got a few. Proceed. I got a few uh, complaints here. You had Michael Bennett. Yep. Ranked number five. Yep. On your roster. Yep. Why? Because he's a damn good football player. Versatile. Can play inside. Can play out. Kenny has had in. Oh yeah. With the Patriots. Yes. When's the last time he's been asked? In sub situations, he will line up over the guard at times. I will book it right now. Will he be successful? We can. Yes. He will have two sacks from lining up over the guard. Okay. I, I No, I just can't see that with him. And He's not used to the Patriots system. He's always used to the run up the field, get after the quarterback. Watch and learn. And I don't I don't know how he's going to adjust. He will adjust just fine, like he adjusted from going to Seattle so, to, to Philly. I just don't understand how you have him ranked number five. Okay, give me somebody who should be ranked ahead of him. No, but you below. just have Dietrich Wise, who is a pretty similar player, ranked 16th. Similar player? Yeah. Dietrich Wise can't hold Michael Bennett's jock. Similar. Similar how? They both play defensive end. That's where the similarities end. Correct. And by the way, Dietrich Wise, where's he? What do you mean, where is he? He's on on PUP, yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you know that when you did this ranking? No. Uh, Yeah. No? Well, I mean, I knew he was going to be. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. oh, Last time I saw him, he was on one of those Ty Law wheel-around carts with his leg. I forgot. He used to work there. I know. I know. Um, But Michael Bennett, you are doing a great disservice to. I think there's I a chance. I didn't even he's, have him in my top 15. He's every bit as good or better than Trey Flowers. I think there's a chance of that happening this year. That's a very, year. very if bold prediction. he doesn't prediction. get old overnight. I think you are ignorant to Michael Bennett's skills. I just don't think that he fits the system. He's the best Bennett to ever play for the Patriots. I can get behind that, but you just you just don't know what he's going to be in this system. Look at this system. Will he's he played. have eight sacks? No. He will. Will not. He's had eight sacks. Write what? that down, John, please. I believe he had eight and a half and ten two of the last three years. Look at the system he played in. I see the system. Those systems. Oh, are you one of those guys where you're not allowed to have sacks as a Patriot? Yes. That's one of those. They're asked to do different things. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to react to do that. And he's got those little shoulder pads so no one can grab him and block him. All right. Enough with him. Okay. Who else you got? Because that was a weak argument. No, I think I actually won't. Who else you got? I've I've got a great one. The jury's still out on that. Yep. Uh, You put the long snapper at number 28. He does his job well. Okay. Is, is he better than? I mean, I mean, Ryan. Give me somebody just, just below look him. Look at the names underneath. John Simon, one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion. In the league. In the league. In the AFC East. 
Wow, you well, just we backtracked quickly. Huge, huge South, of, Patriots South of Boston. <laughs> if you had said one of the more underrated players on the Patriots defense, I could get behind. I might have helped you out but there. But the league. But you went a little strong. All right. What, who else? Who else does he have behind Joe Cardona? Uh, every tight end on the roster. Yeah, Fair. that was another thing. Ben Watson. You had him at, what does he have Ben Watson at? Uh, 32. 32. How? How no? He's replacing Rob Gronkowski. Yes. And you only have Matt Lacoste one place ahead of Watson Dude, as well. So are you of the mind that the Patriots are just going to get rid of the tight end and not even think that they're around? No. I think they'll actually get more statistical production out of the position spread around a so number of guys. So why is your number one tight end number 32 in your list? none of them are very good. But they're still going to catch passes. So you did this in terms of like... Ability. Ranking their ability 1 to 90. Skill-wise. All right. Joe Cardona does his job better than Ben Watson. He's better at his job right would, now. Yeah, but then you got to get into the whole argument. What's more important to the team, long snapper or tight end? I didn't rank it based on importance. That's your stupid list. All right. Well, I can make Yours was the most important Patriots. Re- realistically, Matthew Slater below John uh, Joe Cardona. If yeah. we're going to go by special teams. I thought Matthew Slater fell off last year. Finished strong. Was phenomenal. What, but is I this pro football focus or did he no, watch? This is Andy's head. What did he have? Matthew Slater? 35? Yeah. He's, He's one of the old. best special teamers in the league. He's gotten old. Harsh reality. I think reality. you're proving your argument wrong here, where you have Joe Cardona as one of the best long snappers in the league. No, I didn't say that. What did you say? Give us I your long snapper rankings Joe Cardona right now. does his job better than everybody below 28. Yeah, but Brandon King has one of the greatest Super Bowl photos of all time. All right, relax. And you've got him at Settle 39. Down over there. You also have Dante Hightower at 10. Okay. Now, I know my list was most important, but I think he's higher than 10. Well, I don't know which one I'm getting, because if I get regular season, he'd be much lower than 10. If I get postseason, he might be higher than 10. Yeah. So I average him out, he gets 10. All right. But you, so you, we just talked about this little off, off the show. Do you remember show. when we were – it was a pre – no, no, no. It was early, early season. The kid out of uh, Detroit, the running back. Kiaran uh, Johnson. Johnson, yep. Carry on. Do you remember when Dante Hightower was running right with him at the line of scrimmage and was like, oh, I got this, I got – oh, I don't have this anymore. He ran right by me. Yeah. That's the Dante Hightower that worries me. Okay. That's not the Dante Hightower that's in this Patriot system anymore. He's not, he's not being asked to cover running backs. No, this was a running play. This was a running play. The, he, Kieran Johnson was running with the he's football. He's not going to be asked. End. He's not going to be asked to tackle to, to, ball carriers. Then he should hang him up and call it a career and come get a Lord Hobo beer with Wiggy because that's his job as a linebacker to tackle the guy with the football. He can come down here on the, at whatever point. Bill Belichick stops asking linebackers to tackle the man with the football is the point where Robert Kraft needs to say, "Bill, you had a good run." His Let's job move on. isn't to chase. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. Yes, you do. You're just you. busting my ball. How long did it take me? His job is to meet the ball carrier in the yeah, hole. Yeah, he's is not. That what we're he's going not for? chasing guys. You know, he's not. No, he r- shouldn't have been. He had the positioning right up until he didn't. I'm sorry, I, I can't remember the play. Go back and watch the tape. I'll go back and look at the all twenty-two and break it down. That, that's my homework this week. Yeah, you pro football focus, <laughs> dude. What, what are the other he's ones he's got? Well, I think, I think the most notable. Out, the towel. I'd say the most notable thing right here is, so I've got, Ryan, this line I've got here is the 53-man cutoff. So you've got Jake Bailey ahead of it, Ryan Allen below. We don't have, we need to have a punter conversation. That's fair. However, you've got all three quarterbacks not named Brady below that, which means somebody above that 53 line needs to go. Right above that, you've got Brandon Bolden, Keon Crossan, and Yon. Oh, I would get rid of Brandon Bolden in a heartbeat. Problem is they gave him $2 million. They're not getting rid of Brandon Bolden. Yes. There would not be a spot for Brandon Bolden on my National Football League team. Braxton Berrios, Duke Dawson, they're all on your 53. 
Yeah, I like them. I think they have upside. You like, you like them? I like Braxton Berrios. I think he has a chance. With what they have now, he has a chance. If he can rein in his attitude, because I think his, his confidence is ahead of his ability. It's writing checks that his we, body can't sign. We saw that uh, either OTAs or minicamp. He caught a diving catch for a touchdown, got up, spiked the football, got a little talking to by the coaches, yep. then did the same thing probably a couple plays later and just handed the ball off to one of the coaches. And you know what that is? That's learning. Yeah, that's so that's growth. a positive. That's, a, that's positive. a positive thing. Another thing, I guess, let's just transition out of the, the rankings. You know what you've done with my list? After yeah. I shot down every argument you tried I to make? I think we're, we're running on a, on a time crunch here. We want to get to everything yeah, we, we have. We are approaching one podcast. hour. There's no limit. We go till we want to stop. We want to get to everything. What if people really like this? Maybe they're listening. They're like, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep going. If they made it past the that Andrew Beck versus Ryan Izzo conversation, then we've got a crowd. Well, see, what we're, we're going to do here, and I'd like this to be a shining example, is we can disperse, like, bottom of the roster, bare bones football with high-level topics, with humor right we got to mix it all right, up right 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 never know the, what you're gonna get right we're gonna talk about fullback james devlin we haven't Happy gone to birthday that. by the birthday. way james. i was surprised it took you oh, no. over an hour to mention that in the podcast world yesterday was your birthday because we're posting this tomorrow but it's already today happy birthday james devlin yes pro bowler pro- happy birthday to pro bowler james devlin. number 11 that best something Patriot. for fullbacks too doesn't does. mean anything for quarterbacks anymore definitely means something for fullbacks damn right so okay what do you want to transition to a little more training camp stuff. Okay. Who's returning kicks? That's a great question. I have no idea. Me Braxton neither. Berrios. That is a true um, storyline to watch in camp. I in think the we should. That's one we missed. Like an open, but it's a it's, it's, a, it's a minute yeah, thing. Yeah. It's but it's a good one to keep track of. For example, we'll give a little preview. We are going to. I used to do blogservations in my former. Uh, you will not be doing that for us because you're leaving me alone for the first four days of training camp. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. vacation again? No, I'm no. doing radio <laughs> okay. every day, every freaking day. You got hired um, and then you were on vacation for two but months. But we're bringing sort of that minutia style of monitoring a lot of things and blogging about it and recapping and bringing the reader everything we see. You'll be doing it many of the first few days of camp. Yes. Um, and that's one area I think we should really note is kick return. Who's Pot out returns. there? What's he doing? Did he catch it? Did he bobble it? Did does he breed confidence to the coaches, extra t- whatever, whatever goes on in that area? Because they have some veteran options at both jobs. Who do you got, though? Right now? Yeah. No flipping idea. No. Who, who is, who's competing for this job? Everybody who can run fast. Every receiver? I would be ha- If I were Bill Belichick, there would be, probably before we get out there, some like truly open tryouts of skill players. And I'm saying... Phil Dorsett, get your ass back I there. I mean, we, we've Catch seen it. guys like from Devin McCourty to Patrick Chung. Right. Well, we have those. We know those are fallbacks. I would not be in favor of that. Your 32-year-old safeties yeah. no, no. do not I'm need just, to be I'm just saying hit. that what he's done in the past. Right. I would be having younger open trials. Braxton, Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios, Philip Dorsett, um, any of these young guys. I don't know if Jacoby Myers can do it. Keon Croston, a raw, fast athlete. Any of these, these DBs, these wide receivers – I, you know, Sony Michelle would probably be a candidate, but, but I don't think he'd probably like want break to. his leg after right. like. So I don't think I'd go down that road, but I would be having open trials. The reason I brought this up because I think this could be sort of the inside track for some of these bubble players to yes. potentially get onto the roster. Yes, like a Braxton Berrios or a Keon Cross, a Keon Cross who was drafted because he ran a fast forty time. That's really it, and he's truly fast. He's a nice, he's a good good locker room guy from everything we know. Right, but now can he develop into? a backup corner, 
a kick returner, something that is making him more than just an average coverage guy, an average core kick, uh, kicking game guy. What about punts? Who returns punts? Do you, Julian Edelman. You still th- see? I'm of the mind where when the game is on the line, Julian Edelman. <clears throat> I get that, but Do we have a cough button. No, no but we definitely don't. But in <laughs> weeks, I hit myself in the head like 30 seconds ago, and that's going to have to be dealt with. In weeks one through eight, it's still Julian Edelman. Um, no, I'd rather have somebody else. But who? Braxton Berrios? Maybe. What if he doesn't make the team? Then you find someone else. Look who was returning punts. I don't want Patrick Chung doing Look it. Look who was t- returning punts in week one last year. Riley McCarron. He's not on the team. Correct. So he can't do it. Right. My point is they want to find somebody else besides Julian Edelman. I agree. But worst case scenario, Julian Edelman. I guess. Although he's got a bad thumb, so he can't do it right now either. Right. So really open competition. I really think both jobs are open competitions. I look forward to it. Sign Poppy White. Get him back there. Yeah, I heard he punts. returned punts back wherever he played. Where did he play? Marshall, I, I, I think. I want to say Marshall, but don't hold me to it. All right. I Travin, don't think Travin his first Durrell. name is really Pappy either. Me neither. So to wrap, wrap this up. My former boss used to do things like that too when he wrapped up podcasts. So, all right. Uh, that's going to do it. Perillo. No, so just to preview the next couple days, Andy will be on Dale and Keith Every day. Every day and then Wednesday, sa- Thursday, Friday, Thursday sa- and Friday live from Gillette Stadium up on the Rams high above watching us. practice. High above you'll the get, you'll get You'll get the all 22 the view all 22 of the field. angle. Live Thank- interviews with Joe Cardona every day. I think he's going to, well, Third knowing in. Andy, he'll request James Devlin. Right, and he's my boy. He'll do it. Yeah. Um, we may have some live interviews, I think, during Dale and Keith during uh, Thursday, Friday. We may effort to get that effort from the in. practice field. Um, and you will be blogging furiously. Oh, I'll be doing everything, trying to make we, up for your lack of production. Wednesday or today in the podcast world, uh, Bill Belichick will be holding his annual pre-training camp press conference, which, correct me if I'm wrong, There's, he's not going to talk about Brady's contract. Nope. He's not going to talk about Gronk coming back. Nope. So there's not he's really a lot He also doesn't talk, talk about. about anything on the field because they're not in pads yet. Right. And they haven't done anything really. Right. So there's not real like, if you remember the year of Aaron Hernandez, that was a huge thing to sort of... Talk about it and close it the door the before camp. We don't really have any of those issues that I well, think he's going to address. Well, there is one thing he hasn't addressed. Oh. Nick Asario. He hasn't been asked about that directly. That Nick will, that, uh, that, is that, still in the role he's always been, and uh, we expect to get the best contributions out of him. But that will be one of the themes tomorrow, Wednesday. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> that will be one of the themes on Wednesday. Uh, okay. So Nick Casario. Nick Casario. I would say just the, the overall – replacing Gronk. <laughs> so, Bill, do you still have the same fire you usually have this time of year? How <laughs> was Barbados? That, that probably will come up knowing how things generally go down there. What are you going to ask? Nothing. I like to sit back and observe at these things. More of an observer than a, than than a questioner. Yeah. Every week we need to have an uh, audience poll for the podcast in which we select Ryan's question for him. Oh, oh I like that. I, I, and you, I, need, you need to grow some stones and you need to ask Bill wow. Belichick. I kind of like that. I actually do like that. Now, we mean like relatively serious, right? Not like, yeah, not something that's going to get him in trouble or get his credential taken away. I agree with that. Yeah, we can't can't have that. (laughs) So late in the year, Also, are we doing um, questions for the next episode? Oh, yeah, yes. why not? We have an email address, email Twitter address? account. Uh, we do. Give those uh, out, yeah, producer boy. Yeah, let's read those yeah, out. Yeah, get these out, John. You have to uh, read I them. That these, concerns me. 
Let's see how many. Let's see how many. Well, I could have done it without him, but okay. I, I had this sign facing the audience here. No one in the audience cares. Uh, Not one well, person has looked at us. Well, we'll, we'll find That's out. False. No, we had a few. Wiggy, Wiggy directed them after he did the audience. So, so Twitter, at off day pod. Please listen, subscribe. Listen. Please subscribe. We are in a race with the hockey losers. No, not subscribe. Please follow. Oh, yeah, follow. I didn't mean subscribe. By the way, Matt Kalman, I spoke to him today while Ken Laird was in a meeting before they were uh, taping the skate pod. Ripped you, Andy. I don't care. Ripped you. I'm not he, even sure. He, I, doesn't, I he doesn't care. I'm not sure I know who he is. There was a guy I talked to in the bathroom that may or may not have been him yesterday. He, he paid his own way to game six of the Stanley Cup final. Why? Because Entercom wouldn't pay for it. There's a backstory behind that. St. Louis. Okay. Anyway, just I'm doing a follow, bit. I don't know if that's true. But. Follow Off Day Podcast. At Off Day Pod on we Twitter. We need the followers. Around here, they think followers matter. Right. Please and, follow. And Instagram, at Off Day Podcast, whereas so Twitter is So what do you put on Instagram? Pod. Photos from this? Um, this Instagram, I, I, I do some stuff from now and uh, now and then is the way I would describe it. So Twitter is more important. Follow the Twitter account. Twitter is more important. Off uh, Day Pod. Off Day Pod, yep. Facebook, facebook.com slash Off Day Podcast. Does anybody do Facebook anymore? And we have a Gmail. It is called offdaythepodcast at gmail.com. Do not send it to offdaypod at gmail.com as that is a different podcast so stop by saying the same it then. name. Yeah. You're just reinforcing the incorrect. I looked into it. They have not recorded a podcast in three Off years. Day the podcast. Offdaythepodcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Send your questions. We want this to be interactive. Uh, I know some people believe you shouldn't you know, listen to text lines and emails and all of that. I am the opposite. I think you should tweet us. You should send us emails. This we is a show answer. for the fans. Right. When you listen By and something fans. pops up in your head, email us or contact us on Twitter, and we will address it in the following episode of the podcast. Which we're, looking, fo- we're looking forward to probably Monday or Tuesday next week after the weekend wraps up. Yeah, we'll try to wrap it up maybe after Rodney has his uh, induction into the Patriots Hall of Fame. They have their in-stadium practice. Then they have Tuesday off. Maybe we'll recap the first few days of training camp. Sounds good to me. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks to Lord Hobo. Yes, thanks, thanks to Lord Hobo. Thanks, thanks Lord for the Hobo. free bird. Boom sauce. Boom sauce. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.